You are listening to That You May Grow, a podcast brought to you by the Mount Vernon Church of Christ in Mount Vernon, Texas. My name is Preston McElyer, and I serve as one of the ministers here for the Mount Vernon Church of Christ, as well as one of the hosts for uh, this particular podcast. And I'm grateful to be in the studio today with my co-minister and my good brother and my co-host, uh, Brother Jared Hammond. Yes, it's always good to uh, to have these opportunities, Preston, and to continue in these podcasts. Uh, you know, these uh, studies that we're doing on the different characters that you see in the Bible uh, there's so much that we can learn from each and every one of mm-hmm. them, and some more positive than the others. You know, the last study was focused on God, and there was a lot of really good things we could learn about the nature of God from Genesis chapter 1. Um, but now it's going to take a little bit of a different uh, shift, if you will. Yeah, you know, we we did God, like you say, last time, and uh, can't can't get more positive than him. That's right, that's right. And this time, like we had mentioned, uh, I guess at the end of the last episode, is is we're shifting our focus to uh, the next key player that we see throughout the Bible, and that's going to be Satan. That's right. It's going to get a little bit more negative, just as God is, you know, the uh, greatest expression of everything that is good. Well, Satan is pretty well the polar opposite of everything that God is. So mm-hmm. um, this will be a little bit of a different study, but still looking, you know, what we can learn as it pertains. And uh, this is one that we need to know. Uh, we need to know about our adversary, right? There needs to be an understanding of how he operates. So it's a good opportunity uh, right. for us to study and learn more about uh, the serpent that is spoke of there in Genesis chapter 3. Yeah, and when we when we look uh, at Satan, uh, we're, we're primarily going to keep our focus in Genesis 3. Uh, just as it was with God, you know, we could, we could go throughout the entirety of the Bible and look at every single instance, but uh, the problem for a podcast is we don't want to take up uh, you know, a 24-hour segment for That's one right. episode. We try to try to keep things, you know, at an easy listening uh, time frame. So for the short time we have, you know, Jared, we just decided let's let's try to stick with Genesis three. Of course, we'll have some other references that show and uh, show how these things stand true throughout the remainder of Scripture. Uh, but the first thing that we notice from Genesis three and verse one. The Bible says that the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And that's the the first part of Genesis 3 and verse 1. You know, we don't see uh, the name or that term Satan used here in Genesis chapter 3. Right. Actually, you know, the the first name or uh, what you see is actually serpent. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a little while before you actually get to the name Satan or the devil but more so, this is what we see here in Genesis chapter 3. It is the serpent that is uh, representing Satan, if you will. Right, and we know that that serpent is Satan. Uh, we we go into the New Testament, and it's in Revelation chapter 12, and understand Revelation 12, different context from Genesis 3. But within Revelation 12, we learn in verse uh, Revelation 12 and verse 9 that the serpent of old is called the devil and Satan. And so the serpent, then, we know is Satan. Right. He is the adversary. He is uh, the accuser that we find who causes problems uh, throughout the Bible, but we learn still causes problems for us today. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's 
kind of interesting. You think about it, what people's mindset is as it pertains to a serpent, mm-hmm. as it pertains to a snake. And there's never really any positive, you know, that people want to talk about as it pertains to a snake. You know, you hear people say things like, you know, the only good snake is a dead snake, right? And it's, you know, the very nature of a snake and even that venomous bite that kind of gives us that uh, image of mm-hmm. a snake, right? Well, you could easily apply some of those same thoughts as it pertains to the serpent that is spoken of, Satan, who's spoken of there in Genesis chapter 3. He has a bite, and its venom is very poisonous, mm-hmm. and it has a tremendous effect on God's creation. You know, and, and you never know when he might strike. That's but right. when he strikes, uh, you've got to be on guard, because if you're not paying attention, if you don't have uh, all of your senses about you, he he's going to hit exactly where he That's targets. Right. You know, and that really kind of leads into the next thought there in uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, uh, more cunning you know, some texts may read uh, crafty, mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting, you know, when you look at, um, you examine, okay, well, well, what is the serpent's nature? How does he, you know, uh, attack or things of that nature, you know? And it's good for us to know uh, what we're up against, you know, uh, any uh, heavyweight contender, any boxer, anybody who is going into um, to the ring wants to know their opponent. They want to have an understanding of what they're going to come at them with so they can better defend themselves. In the same sense, you know, we need to have an understanding of how Satan's going to come at us so that we can defend ourselves properly. Right. You know, he's, uh, he is, he's crafty. He's cunning. He's, uh, he's smart. Sometimes maybe we, we think and some of the depictions that have been given of Satan or the devil over time through cartoons and things like that is of, uh, you know, this little... Uh, red creature with the the horns and the pitchfork and and the pointy tail and all these things and sometimes he's he's portrayed as um, not necessarily the smartest individual. Right. But when we come to God's word and we see what God has to say concerning Satan, we see that he is crafty. He's smart. He's cunning. Uh, you know, we can think about a, a New Testament reference that shows us this aspect of Satan from Ephesians chapter six. And over in Ephesians chapter 6, it's there, uh, beginning in verse 10, that Paul is telling us about Satan. And he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, that's a good verse to reference because it's pointing to exactly who our opponent is. Um, he says, look, you need to stand in the power of his might, pointing to our Lord, to Jesus, to God. You know, we need his strength. We need the armor that he has supplied. And the armor that we see there in Ephesians chapter 6, this spiritual armor Mm -hmm. to help us better be able to fight against the wiles of the devil because he's coming, and he's coming for every single one of us. And it's a continual uh, effort that he's coming at us. So we need to be prepared, and we need to know more about him so that we can better defend ourselves. And and thankfully, in Genesis 3, we find... Uh, some of the ways really that he's going to come at us. We find uh, ways in which we can better prepare ourselves to be ready for his craftiness, for those wiles or those schemes uh, that he'll kind of scheme up against us. That's right. You know, there in chapter 3 and verse uh, 1, he said, you shall not eat of it. Oh, man. Well, he does say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden, but he does so in, in such a way that he is 
he's quoting what God has said. You know, it shows us that Satan knows God's word, uh, but the, the difficulty there is what we find in what follows, you know, there in the next couple of verses. Because while he knows God's word, what does he do with God's word? He perverts it. He mm-hmm. twists it. You know, and uh, it's almost like a baited line. Um, he throws this line out there and he, he presents it in this fashion that makes it um, to where Eve will want to take hold. You know, she's going to want to bite on what it is that he has said. Yeah. Um, and it's very similar today. You know, it, it's a temptation. And he throws that baited line out and he's crafty at what he is doing. Um, it's not his first rodeo, if mm-hmm. you will. Right there's a plan behind his attack, and uh, you see it in that first verse, and how he comes to Eve, and how he throws this line out there, you know, and it, it's a very planned out uh, attack, and one that of course she does bite on. Right, because you go back into Genesis two seventeen, and, and we see what it is that God said. Uh, really, we can go back up into verse sixteen, Genesis two sixteen, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat." Verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Satan knew that God had given a command concerning uh, eating of the fruit of the tree. And so he says in verse chapter 3, verse 1, well, has God not said that you shall eat of every tree of the garden? Well, he had. But what Satan uh, twists here in the, the text it is whenever Eve rightly says what God said, well, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. you shall not eat it. The day you eat it, you shall surely die. Uh, to which Satan then would say in verse 4, not. you will not surely die. Right. He only changed one little word, but that's still mm-hmm. uh, being deceptive. That's twisting the truth of God's word. That's uh, really, in truth, making him a liar. That's right. And uh, great emphasis on the fact that he actually knows God's word. Mm-hmm. He knew what it was that he needed to approach her with, actually to get her derailed, you know, and to get her to turn away from God. You know, he opposes everything that is the truth. And in his efforts, he is trying to get us to oppose God just the same. If God is truth, he is opposing truth. He opposes God. He is our adversary. His efforts are focused in on getting us to turn away from God just the same. And that's exactly what he was doing with Eve here in the garden and do it in such a, such a manner that she began to think about this fruit and think about the possibilities of what she could get from this, you know, and there's a little bit of pride in that, of mm-hmm. course we see. Um, but he was very effective in the fact that he knew what God had instructed them. And he used that, like you say, in changing one word and the way he baited the line, well, she bit mm-hmm. and it works very similar today still. And, you know, I want to want to add on to something you mentioned in there as well. And, and the fact that God, uh, God is truth. He is all truth. And Satan is in opposition to that. Uh, Jesus would say concerning Satan in John 8 and verse 44, uh, that he is a liar, that he is uh, the father of it. But within John 8 and verse 44, Jesus also says concerning Satan, there is no truth in him. That's a powerful statement there at the end, you know, and it's, we recognize this recognition to Satan being the father of lies, right? And those who do the things that Satan would do, they're sons of him, essentially. He is your father. And the bigger part there at the end where it says, but there is no truth in him. Uh, that's pretty profound. That's When you think about that, 
no truth whatsoever in him. You know, yes, we make mistakes in our lives, and sometimes maybe we're dishonest in our lives, but for the most part, we strive to live a truthful life, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's our goal. No truth in him whatsoever. And and it's it's hard because the uh, the intent at times and the way Satan comes, uh, the intent might seem like it's a good thing. Right. You know, there there is seemingly nothing in the text here to make us think that uh, just Satan, just the serpent here talking with Eve, it doesn't seem like in the text there's anything that should have given Eve any sort of an indication uh, that that there was ill will or some sort of a bad motive. Uh, from what was going on here. That's right, and that kind of goes back to the cunning craftiness. Uh, his attack is very disguised, and it's uh, rather hard to see through. You know, the temptations that we face during our daily lives, um, if what we were tempted to do did not have some sort of pleasure or uh, even, I guess you could say, fun in it, mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, it wouldn't be a temptation at all. Um, but the fact is, some of these, you know, sin is enjoyable in the moment, mm-hmm. yet it has a greater consequence. And the way it was presented to Eve was something that seemed enjoyable, right? It something seemed, that had benefit for her. Yeah, and it seemed like it was something that was uh, that would add to her life. That's right. You know, when Satan says in verse four, "Well, you will not surely die." Uh, the reason being, verse 5, well, you know, God may have said, well, okay, you eat it, you will die. Satan says that's not the case. You will not surely die. Verse 5, for God knows in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's right. And that's kind of where that pride aspect falls in play there. You will be like God. You know, it, it kind of begins to elevate the created uh, up there with the creator and pride creeping in, you know, Mm -hmm. we get that. We understand that Uh, those things happen in our lives. Uh, But it was all very, um, you know, thought out, planned out, a very precise attack. And pretty well, I assume, um, the exact uh, response or effect that he desired, well, that's what he got. Right. Yeah, because he he caused Eve, when you get to verse 6, to look at this fruit in a different light. That's right. She previously knew, okay, yeah, the tree is there. I see the fruit on the tree, but uh, I know what God has said, and I, I'm not going to test that. Uh, but now Satan has come. Satan has uh, changed things. Satan has said, you eat it, you won't die. You eat it, well, again, appealing to the pride, you become like God. Mm-hmm. And now Eve is looking at the tree. Uh, she sees it being good for food. She's looking at its fruit. And verse 6 tells us, well, now... It's pleasant to the eyes. It's desirable uh, to make one wise. And looking at it through this lens, well, now she takes the fruit and she eats it. That's right. You know, uh, I I heard a man say, um, he said, I know that Satan exists because of two reasons. He said, one, because the Bible says so, right? So he, he believes the word of truth. And he believes that, yes, the inspired word says that Satan does exist, therefore he exists. But the second part of it, he said, the second reason I understand that he exists is because I have had dealings with him. The reality is that all of us have had dealings with him. And in this moment, this is Eve, and she has had Mm -hmm. dealings with him, right? And she's looking at what he is presenting, and it's like, you know what? This doesn't look so bad at all, right? This looks pretty good. This looks like it has some value for me or benefit for me. And like you say, looking at it through the wrong lens changed her perspective. All of a sudden, she thought it was something that was good. 
Right. And the dealings with Satan for each of us today may not be, uh, and they won't be related to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, won't be related to that fruit. Right. But the way that Satan came at Eve is the same way that Satan will come at us. That's right. He's going to be crafty about it. Uh, but thankfully, we find from 1 John 2 and verse 16, uh, you know, the, the three basic ways in which he's going to operate. He's going to try to appeal to the lust of the flesh. He's going to try and appeal to the lust of the eyes. And he's going to try to appeal to our pride of life. And we see each of those things in Genesis 3 of how uh, Satan came to try and, and trick Eve to persuade her uh, to do that which is not right. That's right. Um, you do see it absolutely. The, mo- the one that stands out the most, I think, to, to all of us when we go through there, more than likely, is the pride. Mm-hmm. You know, with reference, it'll make you like God. But in the same sense, as she looked upon this fruit, the lust of the eyes, you see these other things at play just the same as how he attacks us today. Uh, so it stands true. He's coming at us in the same uh, same manner, mm-hmm. and he's going to tempt us in the same ways. The only difference is what is a temptation to me may not be a temptation to you. Right. Um, my temptations may be completely different, but he's going to come at us in the same form, the same fashion, and he's going to tempt us in the areas which we're weak. Right. And And even, you know, the way Satan operates is he's going to figure out what is going to tempt us the most, and he's going to keep pushing and prodding. But it's not just going to be for... Uh, me personally, but it's something that he's going to try to do, and he may try to go through me to impact and to affect my family. That's right. You look there in Genesis 3, and, and of course, this conversation is, you know, initially between Satan and Eve, but now Eve has taken from Satan, and who does she go to? She goes to Adam. She goes to Adam. That's right. And, and Adam... Uh, you know, had opportunity to do the right thing, but for whatever reason it is, well, Eve is able to convince Adam. And ultimately what we know that is, is Satan still convincing Adam to give in and to do the wrong thing. That's right. And it's it's important to note, you know, as you said, um, through Eve, he gave in to the same temptation. And it's a uh, stern reminder to each one of us, you know, uh, to as you know us as uh, husbands, mm-hmm. you know, um, as fathers, the choices that we make in our daily lives, they're not only going to affect us, and especially us being the spiritual leaders of our houses. If we are doing things that are, are going in the direction of the work of Satan, well, it's more than likely we might lead those mm-hmm. who we love in that same direction. And, and even with that, you know, you mentioned how as husbands, as fathers, we're to be the, the spiritual leaders within the home. The text doesn't tell us, but I can't help but wonder how things may have been different had Adam stood up and said, well, we know what God said. And, and we don't know exactly what the conversation looked like. I doubt it was something where Eve just said, hey, look at this fruit. And and uh, I got it from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why don't you eat it? Uh, I would imagine there was a little bit of a conversation there, probably a little bit of convincing that had to be done. And of course, that's just uh, you know me thinking through in my brain maybe what this looked like. But what if Adam had, had said, we're not to eat of that fruit? Because we don't really see God's uh, response in the situation until Adam takes, Adam eats. Both have given in to the temptation of Satan. They both have sinned. And now we find there are certain consequences that Adam and Eve would face 
But more than that, we find that there's consequence that Satan will have to face. That's right. And one other thing to kind of bring out, you know, immediately after their um, interaction with Satan, the serpent, immediately after their dealings, we'll say, with uh, the serpent, there was shame involved. Mm -hmm. You know, there was this wrongdoing and there was this immediate shame that they experienced. And it's just the same today. But then when it comes to the consequence, it's almost there is a difference in the consequence as it pertains to what is for man and woman and in comparison to what is for Satan. Right. There's a vast difference there. Um, yes, there's consequence for us. And, of course, God has supplied us a means in which to regain the relationship that he desires us to have with him. But there never has been that for Satan. He is a liar from the beginning. Essentially, there's no mm -hmm. good in him. And he has what is reserved for him, and there's nothing that's going to change that. Mm -hmm. And when we get into seeing, you know, what it is that um, that God has put in place, the consequence Satan has to face, we see it in Genesis three, uh, fourteen and fifteen. But you know, we we really key in on verse fifteen, and rightfully so, because we learn something important from Genesis three, verse fifteen, as it relates to Satan. That's right. Ultimately, there is a defeat that was coming. You know, there is this seed that is mentioned there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. And this seed is going to be one who will bruise your head, speaking to the serpent. Yes, you may be able to bruise his heel. You'll be able to inflict pain upon him, you know, lightly. Mm -hmm. And I say lightly, and, and, and uh, I don't say that in any sense of the fact that, you know, his pain or suffering was anything light. But in comparison to what Jesus is going to be able to do to Satan as to what Satan was able to do to Jesus, mm -hmm. yes, you can bruise his heel, but ultimately he will bruise your head. There's defeat that is coming. In right. And, and we looked, you know, when we talked about God last time uh, at Genesis 3.15, looked at it from a different perspective, thinking about uh, what we learn about God through that, that God is a God of redemption that he's a God of love and of mercy. And and so, of course, we talk about that seed of woman there being Jesus. And, and again, we've already uh, looked at that aspect. And so thinking then about Satan, you know, like you bring out, yes, there was going to be a certain amount of uh, power, authority that Satan would have in being able to bruise the hill. But in the end of it all, uh, you notice what happens. He That's is right. crushed underfoot. That's right. Absolutely. You know, it's um, it's uh, mind-blowing to consider um, how all these things were there in the mind of God from the very beginning, but it has always been that this was what was going to happen. You know, and we see even that in the resurrection of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. where he defeated even death. Um, the prophecy that we see there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 is the beginning of so many more that would come, but it was ultimately pointing to this victory that is found in right. Jesus Christ. And because of man falling short in the garden, because of this giving in to temptation, God's plan has come into effect to provide us a means also to overcome. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Satan, like we've talked, he's going to come at us like he came at Eve. That's right. He's going to be relentless in the That's way right. he does this. First That's Peter 5.8 right. tells us he's like a roaring lion, uh, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. That's right. And even, you know, you think about Job, uh, Job 1 and verse 7, you know, there it says that, and the Lord said to Satan, where do you come from? And Satan's response was, from going to and fro on the earth 
and from walking back and forth on it. Um, he's mm-hmm. actively seeking opportunity. You know, it's it's not this idea of this little, like you said earlier on, this little red, uh, little devil baby sitting on someone's mm-hmm. shoulder and you got the other little angel baby on the other, right? It's this image that's portrayed that's, in my opinion, it's terrible because it gives oh, yeah. a very false impression of the the work of Satan. He is relentless. Like you said, First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, he is like a roaring lion. His goal, even as Peter says there, the adversary, he says the adversary is seeking to devour you. Well, and even uh, think about what Jesus says to, to Simon Peter in Luke twenty two thirty one. Uh, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Uh, that this is a process that's going to continue, and it's not going to be an easy or a comfortable thing because Satan's going to keep coming until he gets what he wants. But we don't have to be afraid of that. That's right. Uh, you know, we don't have to live in in constant fear and subjection to what it is that Satan may try and put us through because of Genesis 3 and verse 15, that by the seed of woman, we know Satan is going to be defeated, and he has been defeated. We look in in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, where the Hebrews writer says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, this is talking about Jesus in the context, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That's right, and what a powerful victory it is that we can have. And you note who that the source of that victory comes from, even in that text pointing back to Jesus the Christ who ultimately was the one to defeat Satan and then us being able to have the privilege mm-hmm. to partake in that resurrection. But all that's established from God um, and something that he knew was coming, as we see even in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, it was pointing always to Christ in this battle, if you will, against Satan and Satan being overcome, him being defeated even by the Christ. And, you know, like we mentioned, Satan is relentless. He's going to mm-hmm. continue to try and attack us and trying to uh, pull us away from the truth of God. But what a blessing it is to know that we can have victory through Christ Jesus. That's right. And there's so much, um, you know, there's so many more verses that we could still look at that help us understand uh, who Satan is Mm -hmm. and what his goal is for us and how he's going to attack us and how he's going to continue to attack us. But even just there in Genesis, you can learn a lot about him. Oh, yeah. And the more that you continue to read through Genesis and all the way through the Bible— you continue to see the works of evil. You continue to see temptation. You continue to see Satan active, Satan trying to bring down God's creation, trying to corrupt God's creation. That's what he's always done. Mm-hmm. That's what he will continue to do. And the way that we'll overcome him that we see time and time again throughout the Scripture, the only way to overcome Satan is by the power of God. And you come to the New Testament, and we see it's going to be through Jesus Christ. That's right. And so that, uh, you know, kind of quickly fills out all of our time for uh, today's episode. It goes uh, fast. It really does. It really does. And we're thankful to each of you for sticking with us today and, uh, you know, joining us as we we study through the Bible, looking 
at, at each of these individuals and people who we, we encounter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing or a comfortable thing uh, to try to sit down and talk about Satan, but it's a necessary thing. That's right. You know, Jude, Jude gives the uh, uh, statement there. He says to contend earnestly, right? Contend earnestly for the faith. It's something that we're going to have to put forth effort. Well, the more we know about our adversary, our enemy, mm. the better off we're going to be in our ability to contend. In order to overcome his craftiness. That's right. That's right. And so we're, uh, again, thankful for each one of you. And Lord willing, uh, the next time we sit down together, we'll be continuing through and we'll we'll come to uh, someone who we've already seen a little bit about already here at the beginning of Genesis. Uh, but we'll we'll dive into Adam and and uh, after that, we'll be looking at Eve. That's right. And we'll uh, kind of continue there uh, from that point and work through the scripture. Uh, picking up on uh, notable names that we can learn valuable lessons from. So looking forward to that, and it's going to be a a good study. I know it's enjoyable for me and you, and Mm -hmm. hopefully it's enjoyable for those that are listening in. And um, we'll continue to have these studies and continue to benefit and grow from them. And so, uh, Lord willing, you will uh, join us next time on That You May Grow. Mm -hmm.